Welcome to A Novel Life. It is a podcast about doing life in a novel way, whatever that means. I am Lauren Ruth Martin. I am a licensed professional counselor. I am going to tell you more about me, but this podcast has been procrastinated upon for many, 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 many years. And now that we are all sequestered and life is seemingly put on hold, um, the joke has been running around with my friends that I should finally report, record that damn podcast. So here we are. I am in my office. It is Monday, the day after. Um, basically, isolation has been recommended. Um, but I'm not going to talk a lot about the virus, mainly because I don't feel like it. Um, today's podcast is mainly going to be about getting to know me, you know, it, don't you think it would help to kind of know who you're listening to and you can kind of figure out if you want to keep listening to me. And then we're also going to talk about values. Oh my gosh, values is such an important topic. Um, it is the foundation of a lot of the therapies that I work from. And hopefully where this life is seemingly kind of put on pause, having um, some framework to begin to wrap your head around as we think about what life is going to be like after um, we are done isolating and also just how to recoup. Um, at the time that this is being recorded, I live outside of Nashville. Again, I'm based out of Franklin, Tennessee, and our lives, um, people in Franklin are fine, but people in Nashville have kind of been hit with this double whammy, Nashville, Cookville, surrounding areas. Um, we had a massive, unprecedented tornado about two weeks ago that just rocked everybody's lives in the middle of the night. And then to be followed up by an unprecedented virus. Um, it's times like this that our lives seem to get off track. Um, so more on that later. As I proceed with this thing, we will talk about what different segments we're going to have. But today's just like first date. Like, what do you want to know about me? Um, what I think it's important that you know about me. And then also um, talking about values. So here's the elevator pitch slash like get to know you icebreaker sort of intro about me. I am a licensed professional counselor in Franklin. Um, I have been working for about five years now. And what I have come to learn about and love, I absolutely love treating depression, um, especially treatment resistant depression. I work with anxiety, I work with eating disorders. Um, but a lot of what I work with is depression involved. Um, I feel like depression is kind of like the black sheep of mental health because it's so misunderstood. It's also really multifaceted and can look like a, a lot of different things. Um, I practice mainly from the frameworks of um, radically open DBT. You're going to hear a ton about that. Um, acceptance and commitment therapy. I mean, I am a therapist, so I am going to like rely a little bit on CBT. Um, and those are the main sort of frameworks that I work from. Um, I believe that therapy should be fun. It should not suck all the time. I feel like you need to like your therapist and you need to want to have a beer with them, but not because of ethics. Um, but basically like you want to like your therapist so that you can build real relationship with them. Um, I truly believe in being, um, open as a person. So sometimes 
my clients are going to know if my kids being a handful and sometimes they're going to know if my husband Henry like if I like messed up with them I'm not going to process all of that but like I am going to let them know like hey your girl sometimes doesn't use the skills that she's suggesting because she's a human too Um, but I do try to hold myself sometimes in an unhelpful way but I try to practice what I preach Um, This is an example of it. Again, I've been procrastinating this for many years. And um, one of my clients has been wanting to record a podcast. And I basically assigned her I didn't make her do it. She didn't have to but I assigned her a timeline. And I was like, just record it. And in the back of my head, I'm like, hey, what about yours? And so she got hers recorded and it's up. And I was like, okay, so now it's time for you to do it talking to myself. So here we are. Um, before becoming a therapist, I worked in radio. Um, I was many things in between a substitute teacher, bartender. But the my first career that I still have a heart for is radio. Um, I always wanted to be a DJ. I wanted to work at K-Rock in LA. I wanted to be just like Carson Daly and just be awesome. Um, but that wasn't the path that life had for me. Um, I I'm still passionate about it. I still air check people when I listen to the radio. Um, And sometimes I would love to just hop back on. Um, But I guess this is my version of it. Um, I am a former, I was in a sorority in college. I was also a collegiate cheerleader. I was also a Nashville Predators dancer. So like I've done some cool stuff. Um, And historically... This is like if you were to ask my friends how they would describe me, they would probably say unexpected. Um, Sometimes that can be a little bit of a loose cannon. I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, They would say, oh, I'm an Enneagram 7, whatever that means. Um, And I'm an ENFP. I should just put that in my email signature. Um, Yeah, this is really, I'm just aware of noticing a lot of pressure to tell you guys like everything about me. I've been married for five years. I have an 18 month old kid. He's pretty cool. My husband's cool too. Um, Yeah. Is this interesting? I don't know. I mean, if you follow me at Novel Counseling, you can kind of get a good idea as to how I roll, at least from a clinical perspective. I try to share a little bit of my own life in that too. Um, I am totally rambling. What else would you want to know about me? Hmm. Oh, they would, my friends would say that I, that I'm emo equal parts like emo and, um, fan of like 2000s hip hop. So I can wrap all the words to Ludacris's Southern hospitality, but then like cry, cry to dashboard confessional, um, a little bit of a mix of both. I grew up in Memphis. I feel like that's so essential for knowing me. Um, if you know anybody from Memphis, you get it. Like we are super hospitable, but we do not have time for your crap. Very similar to like a New Orleans sort of hospitality. Like come in, make yourself at home, but don't make me work too hard because like I need to tend to my own stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's enough about me. Um, about this podcast, what I'm basically planning on doing is breaking down elements of what I work from therapeutically and give it to you in a digestible way so that you can apply these principles to your life. Um, I'm going to talk about aspects of life just from a, a, a therapeutic perspective 
It doesn't mean that what I'm doing is therapy. I feel like you definitely need to know that. I am no, by no means, a replacement for a relationship with a real therapist, uh, another human being to sit with you that knows your story, um, that knows like your quirks um, or what you're at least willing to tell them. Um, but the the main objective of this podcast is to help you have different ways to see your life and to get you unstuck and to maybe try things in a new way. That's what novel counseling is based off of. Um, it's about not novel, like a book, everybody has a story. No, this is about novel and like the sense of increasing novelty and newness and fun in your life. Um, you know, increasing novel behavior is a core of radically open DBT. Um, we, as RODBT clinicians, we want to push ourselves to embrace change and to find new ways and to, to challenge our rigid ways of thinking, because especially the older that we get, I'm in my mid thirties. And like, there are some, there's some old news in that head that needs to be replaced by some like new, fresh messaging. And so hopefully in this, you will have, um, you'll recognize that too. And you'll recognize that um, maybe some of the ways that you've carried your life that have helped you so far can also be done in a new way that keeps your values in check. Um, So with that, let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll talk about values. What comes to mind when you think of the word values? Um, I'm imagining that for some of y'all, there may be an idea about morality or having a strong sense of values. Like it's a bit like a broad topic um, or very uppity topic. And, you know, values from where I practice as a therapist are primarily about what's going to be your guiding light and where you need to change. Um, Because the concept of values is to help ground you or at least bring your attention to what you want to do with your life. Um, And I don't know about like when I think go back to that question of like what comes to mind when I think of the word values or maybe when you think of the word values. But what comes up for me is this sort of idea that values are impressed upon you um, either by um, institutions, by family, by friends, uh, by your job, that it's almost like a we don't get to decide our values because they've been impressed upon us and maybe some of our values have and I'm not saying toss those values that have been encouraged by others like I'm not we're not we're not there yet we're not we're not throwing everything out and coming up we're not going to reinvent the wheel when it comes to our values but the idea of values and really taking a look at what's been guiding our lives so far and checking to see if that's accurate to the current context of our life is essential for creating any sort of change in our lives. Um, Because if we don't have a sense of what we value or what we want our current life to lead with, 
then we're going to end up changing things possibly that we don't really want to change or maybe we don't need to change. Um, I think about times like where I really, it kind of goes into that idea of like, if you don't know who you are, and there have been times in my life where I didn't know who I, who I was. And so I started picking and choosing different things um, around me. And what happened is that I really lost like core parts of myself. Um, I started changing things that didn't need to be changed. Um, you know, if you've been a blonde your whole life, and I, I've been a blonde, even if it's from Vox, for most of my life, and then I go into an environment where blondes are not welcomed, um, but I truly identify with being a blonde, but then I turn myself into a brunette, like, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. And it's a really surface level sort of example. But if we don't have a good idea, or at least an understanding for what we need to value in the current context of our life, we're really going to lose track. And we're going to have a lot of unproductive change. Um, this is why in in therapy, I, I try to have a solid sense of at least introducing the question, what do you value? And in both of the models of radically open DBT and acceptance and commitment therapy, values are are, are talked about throughout this of um, through questions like, what is this in line with your valued goals? Um, or is this moving you towards your values? So how do we begin to choose those? Um, in the show notes, and on my uh, blog on novelcounseling.com, I'm going to attach two PDFs. Um, actually, I'm going to attach three. There's three sets of value sheets that you can kind of consult as you begin this process of evaluating, reevaluating, inquiring around your values. Um, one is going to be from the acceptance and commitment therapy model. One is going to be from the radically open DBT model, and one's going to be from the standard DBT model. Um, since I'm giving this to y'all in, in a very broad brush way, the types of things that are listed are going to be more in line for what each treatment treats. Um, the acceptance and commitment therapy set of values is going to be more of a broad scale. And um, I would recommend since I'm not treating any of y'all to consult with that one first, because it's more broad, like um, topics like creativity, um, adventure, um, though, it, there's like, it's like one word, and then some descriptions next to it. Um, the standard DBT list of values, um, they have different categories. And then even with that, it gives more specific ways um, to, of like what to increase. And then with Radically Open DBT, those list of values are around the topics of increasing psychological flexibility and connection. So if you find yourself leaning more towards um, wanting to increase connection, wanting to increase your flexibility, wanting to shift how you signal to the world, then that might be good for you too. But identifying our values is, um, is a reflective and anticipatory sort of exercise. So if we think about moving into reflection for a little bit, um, I love this because we kind of get to, a lot can come from this. If we begin reflecting on what we used to value, either as kids, as teenagers, as young adults, um, it gets kind of cute. 
and, and I bring this up, I'll bring this up personally. Um, I've always been a, a jokester, even though I'm actually quite serious. I, I approach life in a very um, obnoxious way. And I say obnoxious in a loving way. Like I very much struggle with tact. I've gotten better with my age. Um, but I've approached life in a very calculated, risky way. Um, and, you know, for some of those that know me best and know me from the, um, they know that most of my decisions that I've made that seem very random and out there, like trying out for a professional hockey dance team or taking a stab at stand-up comedy, they're like, oh my gosh, that's really ballsy. And the thing is, is like the amount of anxiety written around it, I don't ask me how I did it. I just did. Um, and I think that's because my like frontal lobe, like it, it, it like equal parts, like works in my favor because I just do random crap. But then at the same time, like I have a lot of messes to clean up. But ever since I was a kid, I was that way. Like when I was little, I, we were in some bar in Cocoa Beach with my family. I think I was like seven or eight. And I heard there was karaoke going on. And so I left my family and I went and signed up for it. And I sang Mariah Carey's Hero. I can't sing for the life of me. But and somehow like you have a baby and a bar like seven year olds were just allowed in this bar and I did it and I didn't care. And, you know, that that's something that I've always valued. And, you know, there have been things in life that have impacted my ability to like truly not care. But like it's just that sense of fun, like fun has always been a core value of mine. And so by reflecting, you get to kind of see what has been hardwired in you. What has maybe impacted that? Like I said, there have been various events in my life that have somewhat impacted my ability to fully live in that funness. Um, but that's that's always been a core value of mine is just fun and, and, and do anything to like get the laugh. And seeing how that has evolved in my life, um, even to this day, it still is very close to my heart. So I always keep that at the top because I feel like that's an essential part of who I am and I really don't want to change it. And when people ask for me to change it, I have a lot of resistance to it. Um, and so that just shows that that's, that's, that's me. Like that is a core of me. Now, other things that have evolved and, and truly, um, I was raised to be a hard worker. Um, my, my dad and my mom have just hustled and have really worked their asses like the amount that they have worked doesn't even constitute saying butts they've worked their asses off in their life to really provide for my brother and I and that has definitely been instilled in me but as I've moved from my 20s into my 30s and especially after having a kid the idea of putting my job first and foremost over everything um, has definitely evolved. Um, I think I'm still a hard worker to a fault, but I'm actively challenging that. And so when you look at these value sheets, giving yourself a little bit of perspective and asking, you know, 
what of this is like, where did these come from? And this may take a few weeks, it may take not take much time at all. But going into that reflective process is really cool. It can also bring up some painful memories. And and sometimes it can even bring up this harsh reality that maybe the things that we valued, we didn't even choose for ourselves. Um, and, And that's a lot to work through. And if you start to do this and you notice that, I would encourage you to keep going and to see this as an opportunity to finally find what what speaks to you. Um, and that's why this values exercise is so powerful because now we begin identifying what influences our bias. Um, values don't have to be aspirational. Um and, and, and values, we have to be aware of our judgments around them. So again, as we talk about reflective and what comes around that, if we look forward as to what do we want to begin carrying our lives with, what we have to consider um, are our judgments around our values. Um, there are some people that I know that truly value income and truly value things that we would say are, quote, surface level income, outer beauty, their appearance. Um, which is kind of the same as outer beauty, but you know what I mean? Like there are people that value these things and you know, there've been some, um, other messages in the world that you shouldn't rely on material things. Um, and maybe you're right, but again, it would be really arrogant of me and you'll hear that a lot. It would be arrogant of me. Um, that comes, this comes from an RODBT stance, but it'd be really arrogant of me to assume that valuing something like income is not right. And I think that it, these are the questions that we have to ask ourselves when we think about the current context of our life and thinking about what we want to value is thinking, okay, is my value around income or my value around outward appearance? Is that based out of fear? Is that and some of that might be I mean, imagine growing up where you did not have resources and now you're at a place where you do. Or let's say you grew up having resources and then you graduated college in the recession. I mean, that was a little bit of my story, but it didn't impact me. But like, but the idea that there may be events that shape your value of income, if it's based solely out of fear, then I would encourage you to notice that and begin to dig into that and and maybe find another value to balance with it that isn't based on something that isn't based that way. Um, Values are best done like in a a well-rounded way, or at least that's the way I like to approach it because we're multifaceted people and who we want to lead with is going to be different in different contexts. Um, You know, and we also... I'm like going in a million directions here. I know it. Just follow me. This is my brain. Um, When we think about establishing what values we want, when we go back to looking at at those sheets, and I'm aware that I'm probably going to give you like 10 pages worth of values, like, sorry, not sorry. It's a lot to choose from. Some of the things in there we may not need to focus on. Um, Again, I've told y'all fun is an essential value of mine. But I really don't need to have that top of mind because it's such a part of me that I don't want to change that I'm just going to let that value be really present. But it, it, it's not going to take a lot of effort into it because that's just 
that's it's just who I am. But it, it is just who I am. But other values that I may focus on may be on creativity. Like me sitting down and doing this podcast is within my valued goals of creating more content. So do you see how there's a broad, so now I'm kind of leading you to it. The choosing of the values is like the forest and then getting it down to committed actions, which is from the ACT model. So you have your values and pairing it with committed action. That's going to be your trees. So let's wrap up the idea of when it comes to choosing the forest, you're going to want to find three to seven. That That's not an empirically backed up number. I'm just giving you anecdotally a solid number of three to seven values to focus on in the present. And you can combine some of that with aspects of yourself that you know are just in your core values that you want to make sure you maintain. But just having an awareness of having multifaceted values that aren't only an essential part of who you are, but where you want to go or what you want to increase um, can be really helpful for making sure that you have well-balanced values. Now let's talk about the idea of committed action. So like I said, the values, your general values are like the forest, your committed actions are the trees. And those are going to be the markers that you set up for yourself as progression towards those values. Uh, Me sitting down and doing this podcast goes into that value of creativity that I'm wanting to increase creating content. Um, Because I've spent a lot of past years learning, studying, and being under supervision. And and really learning the mechanics of therapy. Um, And I still am. But I want to balance all of that learning and cerebralness with creativity and things that I enjoy. And so that's why this content that I'm producing right now is going to be more anecdotally or more based off of like anecdotal blabbering essentially and and more so like real life application as opposed to like what the model says um there's plenty of that out there that's what textbooks are for so this is like another version of that because it also works another part of my brain that i feel like is essential for people to have exposure to in the therapy world because mechanics are good mechanics are evidence-based i want i live in that world but i also want to balance it with some creativity and um meanness to net to it. So do you see the forest is creativity, the committed action and the marker is recording a podcast. And that could even be broken down from recording podcast to publishing podcast. Um, you can have multiple markers for that. Um, if another valued goal could be monitoring my physical health. I mean, y'all, I had my kid about 18-ish months ago. My body has not been the same in multiple ways. And so focusing on that, my marker right now is just doing one bar three workout a week. I'm not, I'm not trying to do a, a whole rehash. I'm not trying to, I don't have a number. I don't, cause that's not how I roll anyway, but like, I don't have a marker like that. My marker is doing one bar three workout a week. Because that is, that's what makes sense for my current context. And that marker can change as I consistently meet the first one. But for right now, that is my value. And that is my committed action. Now can y'all see by having a behavioral way to re to like 
introduce the value into your life. Now there's, there's the tangible thing to it. Like there's the receipt. Like I can say, yeah, I'm living within my values because I recorded that dang podcast. I went and I worked out. I did this. I did that. I used my values to shape how I go about my week. Like that right there is what valued based living is all about. It's about having the dang receipts to back up how you want to live your life. Because we all talk, 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 talk. If you can't tell by now, I talk, 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 talk. We can all talk game all day. If we're not pulling those receipts, then when we start to feel depressed, if we start to feel anxious, if we start to feel disconnected, and we don't have the receipts to prove to ourselves that we are moving in a different way, then that garbage thinking is going to win. Like talking and thinking things in a new way is cool and all that. But truly carrying out that in your life, truly carrying out your values in a tangible way, like y'all, that's the secret sauce. That is the secret sauce for like when you were down, because it also develops muscle memory. So when you get hit with a tornado, when you get hit with a coronavirus, when you get hit with all that, you now have a framework for what do I do with this life of mine when like it is an utter chaos. And at the end of the day, you go back to your values, you look at your forest, you reevaluate your forest, then you start picking your trees. And y'all, this is a lot easier said than done, but it also doesn't have to be complicated. Questions that you can ask yourself on a daily basis, does my day fit in line with my valued goals? Does my do the choices that I make fit in line with where I want to go? If not, Maybe it's because I'm in survival mode, but like I can't be in survival mode forever. Um, so I feel like I just made y'all drink water out of a fire hose for I don't even know how long I've been recording at this point. Um, and that's okay. Um, but I, w- I just want to leave you with that. It's the idea of if you're kind of like, what do I what does all this mean? What is all this about? The idea is recognizing that if you're feeling a little lost, and we all do at some point in our lives, um, having the framework of what are my values? And what behaviors can I begin to work towards my values and have my values lead the way instead of like what society says or what my therapist says or what my pastor says or what my parents say or what my kids say, like, All of that can be helpful information, but if you at your core don't really know where you want to go or what you want to do, it can really lead to being stuck. And that is like the core thing that I see in all of my clients that have depression, having that apathy and that idea of, I don't know that right there. That's why talking about this just really jazzes me up because once we get that, um, there's, there's still a lot to work through, but at least we have like a foundation and an idea of where we want to go that helps make, it helps influence decision-making to be a little bit less overwhelming. All right, y'all. I just want to thank you for taking the time to hang out with me this week. Um, I have no idea if this brought value to you. If it did, uh, please email me info, I N F O at novelcounseling.com. Rate and review and share this podcast. 
Uh, follow me on Instagram at Novel Counseling. I would love any feedback. Um, you know, once we kind of get this going, I'll bring in some segments even to where I might, you know, answer some questions that y'all might have, um, do a Q&A. Um, I'll make it a little bit more interactive um, as we go. But for right now, I'm just like, I'm just cranking this crap out there and hopefully it brings a new perspective to you. Um, I'm really excited that I recorded this and uh, yeah, y'all have a wonderful week. And as I always say, stay humble, have swag, take care.